So those people just go by the stuff because they just got the money to buy it. It's not because they believe in God for anything, trusting God for anything, or needing God at all to do it. Therefore, God has nothing to do with it. It's just something that you just want to do. You got the money. He's already provided for you or your job already provided for you. You got the money, so you just buy it. We're talking about using your faith. You know what the Bible teach? You know what the Bible teach? If you already got the money, you don't need faith. Is that right? I'm talking to young people like that. They listen. Amen. They are actually listening to me. If I own something already, or if I have the money to buy it, why would I need to have faith for it? Is that right? That is right. I need to have faith then for something that I don't have the finance for. Are you with me? That tells you then that I wouldn't have to depend on how much money I make. Remember what I told you now. Faith is not in the the physical realm, it can manifest what you need in the physical realm, but faith is in the realm of the spirit. Are you with me now? Let me say it again. Which means that you don't have to have the physical money on yourself to have the thing that you're wanting. Faith becomes the money. That's the uniqueness about being a Christian is that you don't rely on the the money. You rely on your faith. Are you with me now? So Christians who rely probably 100% on their jobs and how much they make, they're definitely not operating in faith. They might be Christians by profession, but uh, come on, they only profess to be Christian. I'm, I'm preaching the Bible now. This is raw, raw. R-A-W, raw. Bible. It's just what we never think about. You know, when money means everything to you, it is your resource and your source, what you have, determining what you can possess and what you can buy, you already know that you have not been living by faith. You already know that. Don't I have to tell you? Because you always talked about how much money you make what your job affords you and how your job affords you to live, you definitely not operating in faith. I'm speaking to everybody. Faith does not require you to have a lot of money in the bank. Faith 
it, it requires you to have a lot of word in your spirit. I know that you guys don't like to write, <clears throat> but this lesson will require you to do a little writing. I want you to. Amen. Amen. All right, we're going to highlight just a little bit of uh, last week's lesson, and then we're going to move forward. <clears throat> this stuff you should have written down somewhere. <clears throat> Number one, faith is not in the realm of the physical senses. You should have that. Number two, Sense is the proof of things we do not see. All right. Faith would not be necessary if we could see what we were believing for. I know it sounds simple, but it is so real. You need faith for what you, you don't have money to purchase. You need faith for a healing that a doctor can't heal. If a doctor can heal it, you don't need faith for that. You don't need faith to purchase anything if you have the finances. <clears throat> faith transcends, goes beyond the realm of reasoning. It goes past reasoning. When you hear people say that don't make no sense, you know you're in faith. Okay. Faith is a spiritual force. want to help at least three of you, amen, by just saying this to you. When that pain come to you, that unwanted pain come to you, don't do what you've been doing when it comes. Don't say, oh, my God. Don't say, ooh, that thing, yeah, it is again. Oh, it sure do hurt. You know, oh, I hate this so bad. Don't say none of that. And don't go running trying to put something in your system yet. Amen. Start this new thing of speaking to it instantly. Amen. Because faith is a spiritual force. Yeah. It's a force. And it is forceful. It's powerful. Faith is powerful. Amen. You might not think of yourself as being powerful. But I'm going, I'm going to fix that in a few minutes. 
I am just by a truth that's in the Bible. Amen. Amen. So faith is a spiritual force. Faith is not an irrational leap in the dark. I'm going to go with this right here because I, I just believe, I don't know, you know, I don't know why, but I just believe that I'm going to have the money for this. You know, sick. Yeah, yeah, God don't put them in. I mean, I know the money going to be there. Sure do, man. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Okay, now you, now you about to get in some serious trouble. That's a leap in the dark there, bro. That ain't no faith. Okay. And it's very irrational, by the way. Amen. That's not real faith. All right. But faith is a leap on God's word. Remember that? All right. Faith is the response of the human spirit. Faith is the response of the human spirit. Faith simply acts on God's word. Now turn with me, if you will, to James chapter 2. I've already said last week that I know that most of you, you already know this teaching anyway, but I just want to make sure that everybody, we're all riding together. James chapter 2. <clears throat> All right, James 2. Let's start if, uh, what about um, verse 14? 14. 2 14. What does it profit, my brother? If someone says he has faith, but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus, also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, <clears throat> why don't you give me an illustration of what that means? Faith without works is dead. Please. You want to go buy a house, but you won't pray to God. You won't do the necessary actions to get it done, like the works that you're supposed to do, like pray. Ask God for, you know, make sure the money there. Count the call. Faith means action yeah. behind it. Say it again. Faith means action. action behind it. That's exactly right. Amen. The human spirit responds to God's word. Amen. And whatever you're going to do, even if it's a house, make certain that you take the time to cultivate 
the scriptures that you want to get in your spirit while you're praying for that. You want to find the, the scriptures and don't be in no big hurry because remember now, getting this house is, is uh, a project. And so you want to do the prerequisite. And that is get the scriptures that, that really uh, resonate in your spirit. You know what I mean? You know, because there are a lot of scriptures you'll quote, amen, and you're just kind of quoting them. But get the scriptures that really resonate in your spirit. You just fill it all down in here when you do. Glory be to God, amen. Take that, amen, and, you, and let that be the, the catalyst or that, that, that you use why you believe in God for that house. Now, remember now. This is so important. I'm going to take time I say this because this is important because I think y'all believe in God for that house. <clears throat> Keep in mind now while using your faith and praying that the Bible teaches in the 14th chapter of John and uh, the 13th, 14th verse where Jesus says, amen, anything that you ask in my name, he said, I would do it. All right. So that right there is making a demand uh, on the name of Jesus Christ, okay? It's something that you want to get done, all right? All right, then he says in John 16 chapter, verses 23 through 26, amen, he said, when you pray, don't ask me nothing. He's but ask the Father in my name. That's petitioning prayer, all right? So, you know, perhaps Brandon might be petitioning prayer. It might be verse by I don't know which one of y'all consider the other, you know, you know where you are and you're believing. <clears throat> But to the one that seems to get more results from um, speaking something and then getting the results of it, not praying, but just spoken in Jesus' name, that's the one should use um, the demanding faith, all right? Well, you know, I speak to this whatever it is, and there are several things that you would have to speak to, okay? There you go, all right? <clears throat> Uh, just know that when you're doing that, if you really want that house, amen, you know, don't jump on that until you're ready to jump on that. <clears throat> but uh, when, your, when your face says so, your spirit says so, jump. You know that. All right. <clears throat> but I will stay with the petitioning prayer. Amen. I would. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for that house in the name of Jesus. I would go there, you know what I mean? By, by continuation of... Um, uh, glorifying God for the house, thanking him, praising him, worshiping him. Amen. There'll be times where the Holy Spirit have you do several things. It all depends. Holy Spirit may have you one day, amen, to stay in the house just fast all day. You, may, you might not even have to mention the house, but he knows why yeah. you're doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, have you prostrate on the floor, amen, just thanking God, amen. What happens with that, the Holy Spirit start giving you little, little uh, inclinations of what to do next. Yes, What's the next step? Yes, you know what I mean? He might have you to go and, and pay a visit somewhere or something like that right there. Amen. You might need to know, amen, what are the prerequisites to uh, purchasing this house and, and things like that, you know? So there's certain questions that you won't answer way up front. Amen. You know, out watching uh, when Chaprice uh, and her husband ventured for their house, um, I was observing them stand out of their bidding. Okay. 
because, you know, uh, her husband is the kind of man that he want to be the man. He want to go to me. And I go, okay, I'm going to let you do it by yourself, you know, because he, he's independent, and uh, that's the way he operates. And, uh, but, he, but, he's, but he's a hard-working man. And <clears throat> the truth is, I observed them to watch and see the steps that they would take in order to get that for a house. They feel, anybody would feel good knowing that it was what you initiated yourself rather than somebody else telling you what to do. You know what I mean? You will feel good about that, even though there's nothing wrong with someone coaching you and, and things like that right there. <clears throat> but uh, they had to take various steps. They had to get certain things in order. And, uh, you know, all of those things uh, are very necessary when you're going after the house for a first time as far as buying one, you know, for yourselves, you know what I mean? There's some, there's some, some steps that you have to take with that right there. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it'll end up, they can cause you to have to wait a long time, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And so you have to get things in order. You want to check with Aquifax and, uh, you know what I mean, check with all them, you know, about your credit and all of that and see what you have to do to build on that credit and things like that that become very, very important. Amen. Amen. Going at that. When God see you making those kind of steps. Yeah, yeah. When he, when he sees you making those kind of steps, amen, that you can get a lot of shortcuts from God. You know what I mean? A lot of things that you won't even have to do. You, your testimony would even be that, you know, I thought I was going to have to do this. I thought I was going to have to do that right there. That, but you know what I mean? Amen. That's God looking out for you, amen, through your sincerity. Your sincerity. You have to be that way. Yes, you have to be that way. And, and another thing before I go into Father, man, this is one thing I say to, to true agape people all the time, and that is pray in the spirit. Yes, sir. Man, if people will only learn the value of praying in tongues, the revelation that comes from praying in tongues, uh, a gift of word of knowledge come, gift of word of wisdom come, amen, the, uh, the gift of faith uh, get big and come on, man, you know what I mean? You know, then you're not dependent on what faith that you have, even though you have faith. It is the gift of faith where it is something that is given to you by the Holy Ghost, amen, and, and you're able to do a whole lot of things, amen. It's a wonderful thing. So you want to make certain that you're doing those kind of things. Amen, somebody. Amen. All right. So here we go now. Chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, what did I read through? 15? Mm -hmm. yep. All right. Verse 17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. I want to stop again, please. For those of you who have read concerning grace, that you didn't get saved by your works, but you got saved by faith, that's a whole different works there. Amen. Okay? Amen. Meaning that when you got saved by grace, you didn't do anything to earn it. That's right. Okay, that's the difference. All right, here we go. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works, which means that I act on what I believe. Yes. 
Verse 19, you believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? And he goes on to talk about Abraham. And I want to read from verse 21 through to 24. It said, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works, not by faith only. All right. All right. I don't need to say it two times, but. If you believe something, if you truly believe something, then you want to act on what you believe. Don't make a move until you know that you believe it. You ready? All right, look at Hebrews chapter 11. I know you know that it's there, but we're still going to deal with it anyway. Hebrews 11, because I want this to get in your spirit and not just in your head. Hebrews 11, uh, chapter 11 and verse 1. It's right next door to where we were, okay? All right. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds of the ages were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Take notice now that it was the invisible that created everything that is visible. Do you see that? That's why we are to give uh, the greater honor and the greater respect to the, the, the spirit realm rather than the natural realm. It should have precedent. The spirit realm should have precedent over the natural realm. Okay. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of of his gifts. And through it, he being dead still speaks. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away 
so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, now, now get this straight. And this is the thing that I said I wanted to come to this part right here. <clears throat> it says without faith that God is not even pleased. That would cause a baby Christian to, to be in doubt all the time if you left them right there and just told them that without faith, God ain't pleased with you. Not just baby Christians. Yeah. Other, other Christians. That's right. God ain't, ain't pleased with me, man, because, you know, my faith really ain't up there. You know, I really, you know, you know. Well, let me, let me, let me take all that load off you right now. Okay, everybody? We're going to remove all that load. <coughs> Look at Galatians and right quickly. The book of Galatians. Are you in the book of Galatians? Amen. Look at chapter 2, please. Tell me what verse 16 says in, in chapter 2. Knowing that a man is not justified by works. Hold, hold. Let me give you that. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Jesus Christ and not by the works of the law. All right there. Justified by the faith of who? Jesus Christ. And not by what? The works of the law. Read. By the works of the law uh -huh. sh shall no flesh be justified. Come on. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. Come on. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. Come on. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. All right there. Amen. How many of y'all heard that? Amen. Live by the faith of who? Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to remove the weight because I told you just the other day. I said, I'm going to tell you something that's going to really mess with you because of how we are taught on faith in the past. A lot of what I call a lot of good teaching on faith, amen, back there in those days. 
Some will mess up about that. I'm tell you why. Because if it's not taught correctly or thoroughly, then it will leave the believer thinking that he has to work on his faith, work on his faith. I have some faith, man. I gotta get my faith right. I gotta get my faith level up, man. I gotta get my faith, man. <laughs> hold that, hold that, what you got right there. I want you to read two of these scriptures together from me. Look at, look at Ephesians chapter 2. Watch, watch how I come to you now. You're gonna see this here. Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2. Got it? Read verse 8 for me, please. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. <laughs> Did you hear me now? Did you hear? Read again, babe. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You better believe it. Because no human being would have ever been saved depending on their own faith because they didn't have no faith to be saved. Ain't nobody seen Jesus go to the cross. Neither one of us seen Jesus go to the cross. We didn't see them whip him. We didn't see him naked on the cross. Come on, y'all. None of us did. And when they took him down, they put him in a tomb the Bible said for three days, here it is. None of us saw that man get up out of that grave. No. Did we? No. Tell me why you believe it. That, that's the faith that's given to you as a gift from God. Oh, 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 oh. Let's wake us up in here. Amen. It is the gift of God. It is God's grace. Amen. Watch this here that put his law in your heart, in your mind, and in your spirit. Jeremiah prophesied that that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. How can somebody, a preacher, tell you that this man lived 2,000 years ago? Amen. He died for your sins by being crucified on the cross, amen. Why would that compel anybody to stop living the way they live and stop living some holy way, some spiritual way? Let me ask you all a question. With what holiness you have, where you get it from? I'm asking a question. The fact that you don't want to do this no more, you don't want to do that no more, you know, I don't live like that no more. I don't live like that. I live like this now. How did that, how did that transition take place? Who did that? Read for me Galatians, uh, uh, Galatians chapter 3. Read verse 2 and verse 5 for me, please. Galatians 3. And, and read, uh, uh, I tell you what, just read one through five then. Read that for me, please. Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish Galatians. Who hath bewitched you? Come on. That ye should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set 
forth crucify among you. This only would I learn of you receive yet the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Now go back and read again. Now read verse two again. This only would I learn of you receive ye the spirit by the works of by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Of the hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. Come on, read. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit? Are you now made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? By the hearing of faith. And according to Romans chapter 12, verse 3, that's how he imparted to each one of us the measure of faith. And everybody received the measure of faith. Don't you believe when you hear a person in the pulpit teaching that each one of us receive a measure? Don't you believe that? It is the measure of faith. Because it gives them the opportunity to say, I got this measure I got, and y'all probably didn't get that. The devil is alive. We all got the same measure of faith. Amen. The size of a seed. That's the reason Jesus said that the seed, a mustard seed, amen, can move a mountain. Because it is the seed that we receive. It's Jesus' faith. That's why move mountain. Can no human being manifest a faith to move no mountain? Amen. It is supernatural. It's a spirit. It's in the realm of the spirit. Amen. That's how he could say that it would uproot a sycamine tree, amen, and cast into a seed. Can no human being do that? Amen. It is the faith that was imparted to us when we received Jesus. That's the faith that you have now. Right now, consider this. Okay, I'm speaking to whoever I'm speaking to. Amen. I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. See, watch that I. Because I ain't depending on him no more. But Christ, who now lives in me, I live it by the faith of the Son of God. Do you see that? When I depend on the old I, the old me, he ain't moving nothing. He ain't moving nothing. Making a lot of noise. He ain't doing nothing. But when I depend on the faith of Jesus Christ in my spirit, I move mountains. All of us. Each one of us have enough faith to remove a mountain. All right now, watch this here. Because there are theologians that say, well, now you don't think he was talking about a literal mountain, do you? These are guys, they men are very educated. They are very educated. And they got all kinds of degrees. And they'll tell you when he was 
talking like that. He was talking about our circumstances in life and situations in life, things that are difficult. He was talking about those things. But he wasn't talking about a little mountain. That's what they teach you. Just as sure as I'm standing right here. Jesus knew his disciples were looking at a mountain. Come on here, Bree. Come on, Bree. You going to preach with me? Amen. He knew that they were looking at that mountain. He said, you should say to that mountain, there, there must have been a mountain there. All right? Would he have deceived them? Would he have got them all pumped up to do something like that? Amen. And they wouldn't have been able to do it. He was bringing them in to the kingdom of God. He was giving them kingdom understanding, kingdom knowledge, kingdom knowledge. He was introducing to them what they would become. They would become God's own people with God's own nature, having God's own spirit, speaking God's own word with God's own love inside of them. And the faith that they had came from God. Oh, look, the only thing that they now possess, amen, that God planned to change is that house you live in, baby. Now he wants you to take good care of the house while you be, amen, while they be in it. But he's going to change that house. Because the house that he's going to get you will be able to do what Jesus did. When they locked the doors on, he came through the door. They say he's a ghost. He said, feel me and see that you feel a ghost. Does a ghost have bones? Does a ghost have flesh? I'm sitting there here eating fish with you. Can a ghost do that? That's the body that you and I will possess. The Bible teach a man that right now everything is groaning to see that man. Hallelujah. Amen. This body right here even groans. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's going to take on, amen, the real house. Come here, brother. Amen. It wants to take on the real house. Your inner man, amen, is only tolerating this box it lives in. Because it's so much more greater than the house it lives in. This house can't do nothing for the real man on the inside except give it somewhere to, to be, to locate, to dwell. But the one on the inside can take care of this man on the outside. When you come to know the difference, amen, you don't prioritize this on the outside over the one on the inside. You prioritize, amen, the inner man, hallelujah, the hidden man of the heart. Why wouldn't you? Because he's the one that's going to take care of the house. Come on here, baby. Amen. He's the one going to take care of the house. Amen. Just in case, amen, 
that the enemy attacked me with some type of kind of virus or disease, and they say we ain't got nothing to, to cure it, amen. The man on the inside can cure it. He can handle it. Glory be to God. You know what they say? They say, well, this man was just a rare case because everybody will die from it. All of your rare cases. That's what I'm trying to preach. That's what I'm trying to teach. All of us are rare cases. Come on here, buddy. Amen. Glory be to God. We're rare. The Bible says we're peculiar people. Rare. Peculiar. And every time one of us end up in a doctor's office and he go, I don't know what happened. You know what it said? It said to bring glory to God. There's a, there's a, a, a channel that comes on trying to think. It might be Steve Harvey's uh, show, because that's the show, amen, that Mama Good watched most of the time, you know. What name of? Fountain Few. Amen. Well, well, uh, the people who sponsor that show, amen, the commercial, amen, a whole bunch of it is about uh, diabetes. Uh-huh. Come on down. I'm going to show you something. Amen. And so, if you sit there through the whole show, you're going to hear a commercial about diabetes at least three, four times. Yeah. Are y'all listening to me? Yeah. Then, then if he comes, sometimes he come on back to back. Amen. You're going to be listening to all type of medicine, new medicine they got out there for all these different diseases. Let me tell you the danger about you sitting there, taking that in, listening to that over and over and over again. You better listen to me. I don't know who I'm talking to you, but you better listen to me. That ain't good for you, baby, because your spirit is, is made to take in information. And it shouldn't be taking in that kind of information. And you shouldn't be getting loaded down with a bunch of crazy stuff that's, t that's talking about D-E-A-T-H, death. Get out of there. If I decide to watch television, watch how I operate with a television. I put on pause. And I let at least 15 minutes go by. Then I turn it on so I can watch it. And then the commercial come on, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead. And I just cut all the commercial. My brother, let me say something. Here go being big-headed again, but I'm telling the truth. If you don't think the boy be operating by wisdom, I be trying to get everybody in how to operate by wisdom with me. Amen. But everybody think I'm stupid, but I be telling you, well, you go ahead and be what you want to be. I'm going to be what I'm going to be with. When the Holy Ghost teach you, why in the world would you act like you don't see it when he's teaching you? When he give you light, how come you don't walk in the light? When you got light, why don't you walk in the light? When he gives you light, walk in it. You sitting there watching television and some old crazy, I mean, it's messy. Yeah, okay, here I go now. It's messy. 
All right? Okay, ladies, don't get offended with me. Don't get offended with me. But about three or four shows that come on where everybody got to have the biggest boobs, yeah. amen, and the biggest behind, yeah. amen, and, and, and all kind of stuff, amen, and, and they're carrying on with each other, you know, and they're carrying on with each other. I see myself, I said, uh, why, why, are you, why is this attractive? Why people want to sit and watch? How come, why is that entertaining the people? Who is the one that's entertaining? I said, God, tell me who is that entertaining? He told me, I ain't going to hurt nobody feeling though. He told me who, he told me who watched that. All right, I mean, I don't have to ask somebody. All right, look. I mean, it takes all education, real information out, out of your sitting there. It's it not feeding you. It don't give you nothing back. It don't add to nothing. It, it's not teaching you how to dress because you already know how to dress. It's not teaching you how to wear makeup because you already know how to wear makeup. It ain't teaching you no new house style. Your beautician can do that. Amen. What are you watching that crazy stuff for? All oh, these women arguing and carrying on with each other about nothing. I mean, I'm just being, I'm being too real right now. It is, it's just so, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. You're lonely. You're lonely. You sit and watch that, you're lonely. You need company. Sit and watch them crazy folk. I sit there one day and just listen to the, to the conversation. Gwen, I said, I said, they ain't saying nothing. Oh. I mean, they, I mean, they ain't ignorant. Come on, tell two, brother. I said, they're not saying anything. And every single show, it has to be about some hotheads and, and two people who can't stay in a room together. Who listening to me in here? You talking about drama, mama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama, mama, and mama, junior. Amen. Yeah, I Lord him, Mason. Lord him, Mason. I come, I come through. Sometimes I hear about the oh, boy they be coming at each other. You do, 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 do. I said, I said, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Amen. Watch this. Watch this. Do you know the influence? That that has on young black girls. Yeah. We see it every day. Come on, baby. Every Come on, baby. Day. The influence that they have on young black girls. Not grow up and become a lawyer, not grow up and become a doctor, not grow up and become a professor, not grow up and become an actress, and not grow up and become somebody. Amen. Just act foolish. Just act stupid. Uh-oh, uh-oh, I don't got raw. But but for some man to want your behind? Come on. 
Are you kidding me? Come on. Baby, you ain't got to do nothing like that for no man to want your behind. And, and, and if you show everything to me, I might, I might not be excited when I finally see what I need to see. I might not be excited because you don't took all the excitement away. I'm not curious no more because you don't kill all the curiosity. You don't show me everything. Everything. We supposed to be talking about faith, don't we? <laughs> Look. 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 Y'all know. Y'all know that. Your pastor, amen, is a teacher too. You know I am. All right, praise God. And there's so many areas, amen, I can cover. You know what I mean? But I'm just telling the truth, amen. There's certain cultural stuff, amen, that I believe that we need to deal with because I wish, yeah. ooh, I say all the time, boy, my platform ain't big enough because they'd be throwing me off the platform because I ain't lying. I wouldn't spare. I wouldn't spare. Hey, Amen. I just tell it until they start fighting. You know what I mean? Well, Bishop, you ain't got to look at it. You know, Bishop, Bishop, you ain't got to look at it. I say, sit her down. Somebody sit her down. Sit her down. Hey, Amen. I must got right up in her face just now, didn't I? Stepped all over her feet. Amen. But the truth is, amen, I would get just that much more crazy. Y'all don't know me. Because I'd be talking about, yeah, Boogie. Yeah, Boogie, that's right. It's just a crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You, look, you got little girls in the house. You got granddaughters in the house and everything. You think that they ain't watching what you're watching? Yeah. They're watching yeah. what you're watching. Yes, now, when they get out there and start doing some kind of stuff, there you go now trying to be an instructor. Now, baby, now you don't need to. You just shut that up. Y'all already don't talk me, mama. Y'all already don't talk me. What are you trying to reteach me? Hey, I man, y'all already don't talk me. But one time, already, I know what to do. I know what to do. You program me, mama, remember? You program me. You told me how to act. Yeah. Oh, don't I feel this here? Don't I feel this here? Amen. And when I go out, amen, and start dealing with men, mama, you've already programmed me. You know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling the truth. I should not expect from my daughter and neither my son. Amen. What I don't do much. Amen. Hey, you hear me? Hey, man, you ain't seen me do it. Hey, Amen. I don't know where you got it from, but you didn't see me do it. Praise God. Glory be to God. Hey, Amen. You're going to do what I tell you to do until you're grown enough to go out there and do what you want to. 
We ain't going to do none of that. We ain't doing none of that. Because it don't mean nothing. The first time you see your little girl popping her neck, straighten her neck out for her. So come here, baby. Come here, boo. Come here, baby. You know, don't, don't be popping nothing around here. You ain't popping your neck, your butt. You ain't, you ain't popping nothing. In, don't be popping nothing in here. Don't pop nothing. Don't pop nothing. <laughs> we ain't playing that in here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know where you got it from. But don't, but don't be popping nothing. All right, all right, I'm gonna take a minute. I'm, wait, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna end it like this. I, but but I, I just felt like God just kind of jumped right in there, didn't it? God said, let me go ahead and straighten out some stuff in here. Cause you talk about having faith, amen. They need that. Oh, y'all short court today, amen. You gotta get your life together too now. Glory be to God. You don't have to act holy. God already has made you holy. All you do is walk in the holiness, amen, that he has made. Glory be. That's all you got to do. Glory be to God. Tell you one thing we ain't going to teach in here. We ain't going to teach you nothing about how far to wear your dress. That, that's your business. Anybody going to tell you how far to put it on, put it down and let it drag on the floor, put it all the way up to your behind. That's your business. The thing I'm talking about, amen, is living, amen, by the spirit. Yes, sir. Glory be God. And when you live by the Spirit, you'll put it where it's decent. Anybody got to tell you nothing about that? I'm just saying. Ain't no preacher got no being the fool with nothing like that, no way. No, no, no. Telling people uh, how to dress and carry on, man. I think a woman should beautify herself. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Glory be to God. Amen. Baby, we're talking about character. Yes. 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 Yeah. Because you could be dressed real holy. Come on. And be something else. Since I've taken all the time, and uh, you know we have to finish this on Wednesday. Oh, my, 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 there's so much to say about faith, for one thing. Amen. Let's see how we want to finish this, though, today. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Okay. Yes, Lord. All right, we'll do this then. Let's do... Two scriptures. Let's do Luke 17, verse 5, and 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 15. And we'll end it with that. Uh, Luke. <clears throat> uh, 
uh, Luke 17 and 5, and uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 15. I get one of you all to, to read those for me. If you don't mind, please. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. All right. What did they say, Brad? Um, uh, jazz. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. All right. And look, if you will, at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 15. All right, there you go. All right, so you can see then, on one side of the cross, before Jesus goes to the cross, they're asking that the Lord will increase their faith or that their faith will be increased. What you see on the other side of the cross, where Jesus now has gone to the cross and has now ascended back on high, what do you see there? What did Paul say in, in 10, 15? That your faith is increased. All right. Look at uh, 2 Thess 1 3 and read that for me. 2 Thessalonians 1 3. All right, now listen, listen. That measure of faith that we all receive it need to grow. It has to grow. These things we'll talk about on Wednesday. It that that faith, that measure that you receive has to grow. Now, here's the thing. A person can be saved for a long time, anywhere from 10, 15, 20 years. Another person just recently been saved for a couple of years. And suddenly, you're seeing the one who's been saved a couple of years seem to be acting more into things of God, acting with more faith, acting more spiritual and everything than the one who's been saved 10, 15 years. Why is that? Did God give one more than he gave the other? No, he did not. He gave both of them the same measure of faith. One of them watered that seed. And they began to grow rapidly. Rapidly. Boom, 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 boom. And I mean, boy, they can just 
uh, just do so many things that the other one can't do. Even though they got the years, they got the time in, they didn't put the time in with God. And it's going to be some of what happened. I've seen this before. The young baby Christian is consoling the older Christian. Yeah. Come on, come on. You know, we don't have to worry about nothing. You know, you know, if God be for us, amen, we, hey, come on, amen. And I mean, just teaching them, just teaching them. And, you know, and I look all some other way like I don't hear it. You know what I mean? You see, <clears throat> what happens with that, I'm talking about down in Elberton now. I mean, I watch it. I watch that. I watch that. Why? Because. Uh, sometimes you can just tell people over and over and over again, you know, do this, do this, and this. And they got away after a while of cutting you off. I mean, they don't hear you no more. They just don't hear you no more. They feel like you're, you're overbearing with that. And so they just, they don't grow. They don't grow. And I'm going to say this because I am a pastor. And I'm not just visiting you with a message today. I am your pastor, and, and I'm telling you right now, amen, watch some people go through what they go through, amen, knowing all the time that it don't have to be that way, but you can't seem to get across to them, amen, while, and, and let me say this while I'm saying that, because that sounds too discouraging right there, let me say this here, make it encouraging, why not from this point on, going forward, Start doing those things. God takes nothing away from us. And he wants to add to us. I see the word multiplication in the New Testament. God want to multiply. Increase your life. Amen. Glory be to God. I want to hear you say things like, what, half of the house? Yeah. Right. I want to hear you talk. I want to hear you talking. Talk that talk. Amen. Talk that talk. No big deal. No big deal. Shoot. Shoot. No big deal. Right. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hey, Shonda, Kwande, say, glory be to God. Hallelujah. If I want it, I just go get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory be to God. 